What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thank you, as always, for stopping in for another episode here on the show. We've got uh, lots going on. It is uh, the 4th of July as I'm recording this, so uh, happy 4th to all that uh, celebrate out there. And uh, yeah, I guess we're uh, gearing up for a, a pool day and, you know, cookouts and all, all weekend. So it's uh, it's been a busy weekend. So I'm actually recording this Monday, but uh, most people aren't really listening on the uh, on the holidays. It, uh, it looks like so this one will be coming out on Tuesday. So hopefully you guys had a good weekend and uh, got to do some relaxing and uh, had some family time. Uh, I know I did. And uh, yeah, also why I'm kind of getting a little little late start on recording this one. But uh, anyhow, so we've got uh, got lots going on as always, and uh, you know, there's always something to talk about around here. But um, yeah, if you're looking to get started, I do have links in the description to help you uh, open your own account and uh, hopefully get a little bit of a head start with some of the offers that are out there on uh, Weeble, Crypto.com, uh, Binance, and E-Trade. So that's uh, where I do most of my buying and uh, really the platforms that I'm most comfortable with. So that's uh, sometimes what I talk about. Sometimes the, the the charts that I look at, that's where they come from. Other times are on tip ranks or Yahoo Finance. There's a lot of ways to find the information that you need in order to uh, kind of wrap your head around what you're buying and uh, really find all these different numbers that we're looking at when we are kind of uh, analyzing these different stocks and funds that we're we're looking to buy but uh, with that said you know there's a a bunch of different things going on out there you know we know that Shanghai is opening back up China's opening back up we saw some numbers come out over the weekend for Tesla for quarter two Uh, they had been guided down based on the fact that China had been closed and uh, I think originally they were I got the number here somewhere on this article. They were originally looking for 300, about 300,000 vehicles to be made. 304,000, there's a number. And uh, they had guided that down and they were expected to be in the 250,000 range with China offline. And they came in at 254,695 vehicles in quarter two. Um, And now I had looked at a chart as to production numbers year over year from all the different manufacturers and uh, two really stood out that were in the positive territory year over year uh, for the first half. And those two were Tesla and Polestar. Both both are going to be EVs. Both are in that growth mode. Tesla was up 53% uh, year over year. Polestar was up. 804% year over year. But all the other manufacturers that I was looking at, all the uh, other legacy automakers, um, you know, from all different regions, from uh, North America, from Europe, from uh, Asia, all were down year over year. Now, that's not to say that their EV production hasn't gone up uh, year over year, but overall they were down when they were all in that negative range of their actual production and how many they were able to produce and get out the door right now. So that uh, definitely speaks a lot as to where people are going or looking for uh, vehicles right now. I think that speaks a lot to uh, people's uh, view as to what the economy is doing, how gas prices are moving. Granted, they have come down as well as all the other commodities are looking like they're coming down. 
So there's a, a lot of different movement there as to people's spending, people's uh, viewpoints as to what's going on in the market. If we're going to hit that recession that we're, uh, you know, kind of fearing, we kind of see it. I, I think a lot of people are noticing that and uh, they're, they're kind of changing their spending habits. That's why I'm saying the, the commodity prices have dropped. We've seen, uh, you know, wheat, gas, lumber, corn all come down. We've seen semiconductors, uh, the stocks come down. The, uh, the SMH, the ETF, the VanEck ETF that tracks all semiconductors is down about 9% in a month. So that is showing that uh, there is not, uh, there's a lot of fear out there as to what people are going to be doing and if there's going to be an appetite for, uh, you know, all things that uh, are going to involve chips. So a lot of that tech area and ultimately... You know, a lot of people are selling off these stocks as they think that that area is going to going to be going to be hurt more based on recession fears and, uh, you know, uh, demand destruction on uh, all things that are in the market right now. So a lot of consumer discretionary things like that are going to be hurt. Um, so, yeah, a lot of these uh, these names, including Micron that we saw report last week have been uh, beat down pretty heavily. Micron is trading at uh, 2020 levels, right at that pandemic uh, pain point, you know, March 2020. And we really need to get a, a feel for where things are going. We're, we're seeing that the, the 10 years coming back down under 3%, which is showing us that the people are running to the, uh, the bond market for a little bit more safety, right? It did uh, invert on the two-year 10-year, Back in March, we kind of got out of that. The uh, the ten year had traded up to about three point four percent, and now it's trading back under that three percent. So there's a lot of people that are looking to get into bonds for that safety right now, not knowing what the market's going to do. Uh, so that if you're looking to diversify, that is a way to do it. You can get into these uh, these bonds and a little bit safer of investments. It also gives you a little bit more protection against what some of the other stocks are going to do. Uh, you know, based on what we're seeing with uh, people getting out of some of the different uh, areas, people getting out of semiconductors, uh, sometimes they are running to that uh, that bond market. And that could be the reason why you're seeing uh, a drop in one spot. And then that bond market, uh, the, the prices are going higher. The yields are getting lower. They have an inverse relationship with price to yield. So we're seeing that. And uh, ultimately, we're just trying to make uh, heads or tails as to what's going to happen next. Uh, I do think that the EV market is going to continue to to run. Uh, ultimately, they, they've got to have enough uh, materials to be able to produce these cars. We need to know that China isn't going to be locked down. All those different problems that we've been seeing out there, we're, we're trying to avoid those. But uh, it is looking like it could be a record year for Tesla. And um, what did they say? There's a uh, a lot of people are hinting at a possible strong quarter three to come. Uh, a lot of that uh, demand that was in China that wasn't produced is still there. There's still a lot of appetite for the vehicles out there, uh, as well as uh, what I'm seeing in the uh, the North American region and the, the delays on some of the models. The higher margin vehicles are being shipped a lot quicker. Uh, you know, the premium Model S Plaid is available in about a week if you're looking at a long range it is taking months still so they're they're pushing the the higher margin vehicles out the door 
uh, you know, the, the premium packages are going out the door quicker. If you got a base model, those are taking much longer. I don't know if that's by design to get people to purchase the, uh, the higher margin vehicles, or if there really is a shortage on something or how they're, how they're organizing all that ordering process, but that's what's going on. They did add some new features to the app. So I've been looking at that as well. Enhanced autopilot is back on the app. That's about a $6,000 upgrade versus the base package for autopilot and full self-drive is still $12,000. Uh, I don't really know that it's worth it after driving one for a while. I, I mean, I guess I could see maybe for a long road trip, but uh, not so much on the, the day-to-day drives. But uh, yeah, that's what I've got for you there. We're, we're definitely trying to get, wrap our heads around what's going on. And then uh, we did see Kohl's. They had a deal on the table. Uh, KSS is the ticker on Kohl's. And this one has fallen off a cliff. Um, there was a, a lot of speculation about uh, what was the group that was going to be buying them was uh, the franchise group. And this one fell through. So they scrapped the talk for sale to the franchise group. And uh, on Friday, it looks like it was down about 20%. So this one has been very, very rocky. And a lot of people were saying that they were going to sell to them. And, you know, a lot of the board and uh, and shareholders were saying, go ahead and sell it. Uh, currently, it's got about a 5.6% dividend. As we know, consumer discretionary is uh, a rough spot to be right now. And retail is a fairly tough spot to be right now as it is. But um, I, f- I forget that actual selling price. I'll try to look that up real quick. But um yeah, it's just uh, one that I, re- I really don't want to be in. It's uh, come down quite significantly. I just don't have any more appetite to buy this one, not knowing really where they're going. It doesn't really look like management has a, a great handle on a couple of those things that are really leading to some more volatility right now. And uh, what's analyst research say on this? About 72% of upside. I'm sure a lot of that was based on them being bought out. Uh, current well, that's uh, end of May was a sell. Yeah, one one that I just wouldn't get into. If I was looking to get into retail right now, I'd go more with someone that's going to do some of the consumer discretionary and consumer staples. So I'm looking at like Costco, Walmart, Target. Um, you know, if I'm looking into other retail, I'd probably be more looking at Lowe's, Home Depot, or even like your Family Dollar, Dollar General stores like that where you've got more appetite for uh, recession-proof stocks. I don't know that Kohl's does that for me right now. I'm, I'm kind of surprised this deal didn't go through, though. Uh, I do think that a lot of people were kind of counting on it. And ultimately, it was going to be a way for them to make a quick buck. There was a lot of people trading this. And that's why I think we had this, this sharp sell-down of that 20% on Friday. Uh, that being said, I did want to talk a little bit about automated selling or algorithmic selling which uh, a lot of people were saying was that last trading day in June or the last two trading days in June as uh, we were finishing out that second quarter, moving into the first half or the second half of uh, 2022, there's going to be a lot of that computer you know, automated selling that is going to come in. It's going to wipe a lot of people out. It's going to trade off. So then the second half of the year, these hedge funds can say, hey, you know, we closed out that first half of the year uh, and then we got back in and our second half of the year performance was turned around. We did, you know, so much better for, for that second half. We really cut our losses in these stocks 
And then we rotated into these new sectors that we really wanted to be in to outshine for that second half. So while some of us retail investors are getting destroyed, they are, you know, making it worse in order to make it look better. Uh, so as I said, I'm going to hold through all these downturns. I'm going to buy through these dips when they're selling and I'm not seeing any real reason as to why they're selling. Uh, if it's a, still a stock that I have high conviction in, one that's on the buy list, I've done all my research. I did all the due diligence. I'm going to look to buy when those prices and that uh, that volatility is going to uh, be where I want it. It's going to be in my favor. I'm going to take uh, control of it. Even if you want to get into an ETF, you can certainly look as to what's going on in the market. You look at these different dates, look at these times where you know quarter two is ending or quarter three is ending, and, and you can use that to your advantage in order to uh, purchase when when some other people are you know selling out of some positions in order to make their uh, portfolios look a little bit better. So then. We also see that the selling starts more selling. So sometimes people say, oh, it's it's dropping this hard. We need to get out, get out, get out. The hedge funds have already done all their selling. Retail comes in and starts selling just on that fear. And then, you know, prices are going to rebound in, in that next quarter. Uh, so sometimes that's what we're going to see. I, I do think that we're probably going to open up a little bit stronger tomorrow or, you know, on Tuesday. Uh, based on some of the fact of what's been going on, some of the delivery numbers out there, uh, just the fact that there's some cash sitting on the sidelines, we might see some of it run into bonds. We could definitely see some of this selling also happen before the 28th when we get that recession read. There might be a lot of uh, volatility right before that. A lot of people trying to get out of some different positions before that date. Uh, because if you are holding some of these volatile names into that time period, and then we get that recession talk, they're going to sell down more for the next week or two following uh, a recession read. I'm, I'm thinking that's going to be what we're going to see. So just be mindful that uh, there might not be anything that's going to happen, say, July you know, 24th to 27th. But you might see some sell down based on the fact that those numbers on the 28th are going to be you know, very controversial. We're, we're going to definitely get a lot more clarity as to where the market's going if uh, this recession is really going to happen. And uh, as I said, a lot of these commodities are coming down. A lot of the chips are coming down in uh, anticipation of what's going on out there and just demand destruction from you know all the things that are happening, rising rates, rising prices, and uh, ultimately just people prepping for the fact that this could be a, a big problem in the next month. So just know that that's out there. And that uh, there's definitely some things to be mindful of. But if you're a long-term investor, uh, definitely look at these names as the prices are coming your way. And uh, if you can pick some stuff up where it was trading at the, the peak of the pandemic 2020, uh, you know, I'm looking at Micron being down at that price point. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they deserve to be there on some of the things that are getting pulled up uh, from that time point, all the, the tech that we've been leaning on to get through uh, work at home and, and things like that. Um, you might want to pick up some of these, these high conviction names that you have at some of these prices. So just keep an eye on it. Set your watch alerts, set your, uh, your buy prices based on, uh, you know, where, where you've done your homework with a PE you want it to be at or where you want to see a dividend for a different stock to be. 
anything like that and uh be ready to buy if the prices meet your uh meet your research and uh with that being said we're going to take a quick break i will be right back and we'll get into the second half here all right guys we're back here on the show and uh before we get into uh, the investing challenge for week 28 i wanted to take a second and say if you have not yet uh, like subscribed and shared the podcast i would greatly appreciate if you could go ahead and do that for me that's how we're going to build a like-minded community of investors and we will do that over on the uh the facebook group let it grow investing where uh you know you got to join and, and get in uh that is going to keep some of the the scammers out and uh, try to keep it a smaller group so we don't have too many people um you know trying to send uh you know their their invest with so and so tips and all that fun stuff so um yeah also if you want to go ahead and help support the channel if you're getting some real good value out of the podcast uh you can do that over at anchor.fm slash let it grow where you can contribute as little as 99 cents a month uh to the podcast and um yeah so i did want to follow up with that cole's number they did have a deal with that franchise group for 60 dollars a share which then got moved down to 53 dollars a share and uh yeah, like I said, that one went ahead and fell through. Coles decided they did not want to sell. Um, the The CEO, Michelle Gass, was saying that uh, with some of the different rate problems out there and uh, the uncertain times that we're in, they really didn't want to sell. And uh, they were going to look for some other ways to unlock uh, some value for shareholders through either buybacks or selling some real estate to raise some cash. Uh, that was a couple of the different things that were on the table. Again, not really an uh, my favorite idea as to what I want to hear when I'm a shareholder and there's a, a deal for fifty three dollars on the table and your your stock is at uh, uh, about twenty eight sixty right now. I would have taken the deal and uh, you know figure that out and hopefully still have a lot of uh, autonomy in what they're doing. I know that they're looking to continue putting the Sephora stores inside of Kohl's. And that has been a big growth driver for them. And uh, they, they want to continue to do that and uh, really kind of work with that growth. But uh, ultimately, yeah, you get people in the store for Sephora. I know it does help them, but uh, it's not really changing anything about being in that retail space right now. Uh, and selling off the real estate as real estate is going down now. I don't know if I really like that idea either. Uh, unless they really don't need the the property. I don't know if they bought it to develop it or if it's just warehousing space that they no longer need. I'm, I'm not sure of what real estate they're talking about selling. But uh, overall, just not a play for me. I, I did some swing trading on this one, uh, probably during the pandemic when the yield was 7-8%. Um, actually, it was probably right before that. And got out of it, and then I think they had cut the dividend. And I mean, obviously, it's reinstated now at that 5.6%. But uh, again, just not one that I want to be in. And uh, looking a little bit closer that uh, the Altria MO dividend uh, being at that, uh, what is it, 8 point, uh, 8 point something percent right now. Let me pull it up. 8.6%. Uh, a lot of analysts are saying that it is safe, even with that jewel business, uh, maybe not uh, continuing with, with the uh, FDA decides to say about uh, the the e-cigarettes 
uh, a lot of analysts are still saying that this 8.6% dividend is very safe. And uh, ultimately, uh, like I said before, this one is a dividend king that I think is going to survive these times. They're going to navigate it. They're going to find another way to make more money. And, uh, you know, if the uh, the cannabis industry is fully legalized, I do think that Altria and Philip Morris will be some of the front runners in that space as well. Uh, so if you like that dividend, if you want something that's going to pay you that 8.6%, could be a way to do it. But um, yeah, I mean, the, a lot of things in the market right now are just not so safe. And there's a lot of places that might still correct. So you got to definitely think about it as, uh, you know, a little bit of diversification, diversification into some other industries you might not be in could certainly be a good thing if you are you feeling really safe about some of those plays. Again, so the, the financials, the pharmaceuticals, the, uh, the consumer staples, food products, things like that might be a way to get a little bit more exposure in some other areas that get you out of some of the higher flyers, out of some of the tech and really diversify those dollars into some other plays. But um, yeah, with that being said, I did want to look at the investing challenge for week 27. This is what we're going to be buying today. And uh, this one, we had five different names out there for week 27 for that first part of the second half of the year. And those names were Nike, ticker NKE, NVIDIA, Ticker NVDA, ticker or, or Lowe's, ticker is LOW, uh, 3M, which is MMM, and Netflix, which is NFLX. And for week 27, we are going to be buying Lowe's. We had uh, the most votes on that one over on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. So if you're not there, please uh, sign up and uh, join make sure you're getting your votes in and now for week number 28 it's actually going to be bought on my oldest son's birthday and uh, for that reason we're looking at some stocks that might be good for kids and uh, specifically things that he's interested in so if i want to say hey look you know we're, we're buying a stock for you this is what we're looking at it's going to hopefully set you up for uh, your future you know, these might be some names that could get him interested in uh, in investing. And two from this past week actually would have worked really well. Nike and Netflix, I thought, would have been good plays because he knows both of those. But uh, these are the ones that I came up with to try to get away from some of the ones that we just did. So uh, number one is going to be McDonald's. Ticker is MCD. Yes, I do eat there on occasion. Uh, you know, Happy Meals have got me going over there on a seldom occasion, but it is a special treat for him, so he does like that. So ticker MCD McDonald's. Number two is going to be Disney. And uh, one that, uh, you know, we did just go see the Lightyear movie. Didn't make it all the way through it because we had two restless children and uh, a movie theater that was probably about 85 degrees, and we were just about done with it. So, um <laughs> Good movie, but uh, anyhow, uh, Disney, you know, still got the theme park business, got the Disney Plus business, you got uh, the cruises, you got a lot of different things going on with Disney. One that has been beat down, I do think uh, at this price point, that is a, a significantly good buy. Uh, PE is still high, the dividend hasn't come back yet. I do think we're going to get that. It, it might be a while, 
but they do think they're going to reinstate that dividend. Uh, number three uh, is going to be another company that is going to be more in that growth space for uh, gaming and probably more in that metaverse type uh, play is going to be Roblox. The ticker is RBLX. Uh, he will play those games uh, on his tablet when he has time on there. When we let him on there, he will play uh, some Roblox games on occasion. So I included that one. If you are unfamiliar, you can certainly take a look. They are definitely in that growth mode. And then, uh, yeah, number four, uh, I got two here. And let's let's rule this one down. We'll take a quick look between the two of them. That's probably a good idea. So we had Hasbro and we have Mattel. And I'm going to take a quick look at both of them. We're going to try to determine which one we would want to buy between the two. So <clears throat> I, I kind of briefly looked already. But I'm um, looking at Hasbro. T uh, ticker is HAS. Uh, you've got a beta of 0.9. So less risky than a typical S&P stock at, that's going, going to trade at one. Uh, you've got a PE of 27 and a half. You've got a quarterly dividend of 3.42%. Uh, and analyst research on Hasbro is going to go at uh, 34%. And now the other ticker is going to be Mattel. Uh, or Mattel is a company, ticker is M-A-T, sorry. The, let me take a look. The beta is a 1.2. The PE is a 7.69, so uh, the the beta is a bit higher. The PE is lower. There's no dividend to back it up, and the analyst research comes in at 52%. And real quick, we'll look at the brands of Mattel, uh, Barbie, Hot Wheels, Fisher Price, American Girl, Mega Blocks, uh, Uno, Thomas and Friends, uh, Jurassic World. I guess that's WWE. I'm not even sure what that one is. Uh, yeah, so WWE line of toys is on uh, Mattel. And then when we look at uh, Hasbro, we've got uh, Power Rangers, Sesame Street, Hasbro Games, Disney Princesses, uh, Marvel, Monopoly, My Little Pony, Nerf. So I think Hasbro might have them, PJ Masks, Play-Doh. Hasbro might have them beat on some of the uh, the diversification as to how many products they have. Mattel's got more upside, no dividend. Um, which one would he pick? Let's think. Hmm. I think we're going to go with. I think we're going to go with Hasbro for this one. You've got a little bit more diversification, a little bit more safety with that dividend, and uh, is it? Trying to remember which one had the lower beta now. Uh, yeah, Hasbro had the lower beta. PE is a good bit higher, but uh, still about 33 or 34% of upside and 3.5% dividend. So we're going to go with Hasbro for number four. Uh, I think that's probably a little bit safer right now. And then another one that... Uh, probably isn't quite as safe just because of the structure of the structure of the stock is uh, an ADR, which is a, a American depository receipt, I believe is what they are, meaning that the uh, the company is formed abroad. They sell the shares um, th 
through a third party, probably through like the Cayman Islands or something like that, where they issue another stock share. You don't really necessarily get direct ownership of the company, though. Uh, so this one is going to be Nintendo. The ticker is NTDOY. You're going to get a lot of uh, less information on some of these ADRs without really doing some digging. The PE is crazy cheap at a 1.4. Um, the beta is not even registered. You do get a 4.2% semi-annual dividend and currently has about 36.5% of upside. And they also own about, uh, I believe it was 32% of Niantic Labs, which is the company that owns Pokemon or uh, the, the card company Pokemon. And let's see, and Niantic or Nintendo owns Niantic. Let's look. Uh, they did what thirty-five million in funding. I forget the exact number now. I'm having a hard time finding it. But uh, yeah, they own some of that Pokemon company, and he is huge into those cards right now. Uh, if there was one toy or one game that he was most into it is that and it's not direct ownership through niantic but uh, you do get a piece of it through owning some of nintendo and you kind of get a piece of that by having an adr we're not buying the direct foreign uh company but uh those are going to be the five for this week so we've got uh number one mcdonald's number two is disney number three is roblox number four is hasbro Number five is Nintendo, ticker is N-T-D-O-Y, uh, and we'll be buying that next Monday on his birthday, so happy birthday to him next Monday. Please get your votes in uh, and try to you know, think what's really going to be best to maybe get your kids in, interested in investing or setting themselves up for the future. Uh, some of these are obviously going to be a little bit safer than others, and uh, some are going give, to give you a little bit more growth, so... Think about that as to what you might want when uh, building a, uh, a portfolio for your kids, grandkids, or uh, anything like that. And get your boats in, please. So that's over on the Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. And uh, I appreciate you guys for listening in. Thank you uh, for stopping by. Have a safe, safe and happy 4th of July. Or hopefully you had a safe and happy 4th of July when you hear this. That's probably what I should say. And uh, take care out there. I will catch you guys in the next one. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.